0: And welcome back, everybody, to the Vancouver Boys podcast. I am your host this week, Marcus Keller, alongside my co-host, Tyler Erlinson. Hey, how's it going? And recording from an undisclosed broadcast location is our co-host, Jake Jude.
1: Hey, what's going on? What's going on?
0: uh jake as what you know we like to do here when we have a host that's away from the broadcast studio i gotta ask you a question how's the weather where you are
1: uh well considering i'm on the surface of the sun it's pretty fucking hot <laughs> <laughs> damn okay
2: do you get good wi-fi up there <laughs> it's, it's so weird for like for me being the one that's not away
1: Yeah, man, it it feels weird being the one Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, uh
0: guess we'll get right into the show then, and we will start with our customary first segment, our fake sponsor. Um for those of you wondering, our fake sponsor is just a placeholder for a real sponsor, which we think we will be able to get someday. This week's episode of the Vancouver Boys Podcast is brought to you by Amazon Prime, now streaming Toronto Maple Leafs games. I'm not kidding. You can't make this stuff up. This is real. They're doing this. That's the whole sponsor. That's it. Just the fact that this is happening. It's it's not a joke. It's real. That is the joke. The joke is that it's real. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Amazon Prime is making a five-part documentary series on the Toronto Maple Leafs. That in itself is the joke.
1: What's the documentary about? Is it just a history of failure? (laughs) Like, what's it about? I think
2: it's it's supposed to be about a good team, but clearly the people at Amazon just don't know hockey.
0: Well, the title of the docu-series is all or nothing, but fans have already named it. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get a bit more into that later, but um, sure. yeah, that's, that's the sponsor is Amazon. Prime. Nice. Um, <laughs> if you are looking to contact us about sponsorship opportunities or any other reasons, you can always reach us by email at VancouverBoysHockey at gmail.com. Or on Instagram, at Vancouver Boys Podcast. On TikTok, at Vancouver Boys Podcast. On Twitter, at Boys. That is D-A Vancouver Boys. Hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, that's our real account. Anyway, always happy to talk with listeners and potential sponsors. Um, Moving right along, usually we would now jump into the Canucks News portion. But before we do that, we do want to say that our hearts go out to the friends and family of Tony Esposito, legendary Canadian goalie, passed away at the age of 78 uh, after a brief battle with cancer, um, an absolute legend in the game, and a great role model for young players and goalies alike. And every week we do like to start with our Canucks news, so we will get into that now. Uh, kind of two pieces of news this week. One of them is Ole Levy after filing for salary arbitration, has signed a league minimum one year contract.
1: <laughs> like I How think... much of a smack in the face is that? I know. Like you go to arbitration just to find out you're basically worthless. Basically, he would have
0: been better off had he just signed the original offer. The arbitrator literally said, No, you're you're overvalued even in the eyes of the people negotiating against you. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: I mean, hey, I love the contract. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's be real here. We get a defenseman that's, I mean, he he doesn't look great, but every year he slowly looks like he's getting a little better. Yeah. With another healthy year playing for the team, who knows? Maybe he can break out to be a stable guy in your lineup. And at 750K, I don't think you can... (laughs) Can be mad at that.
1: I mean, he's just going to be like the seventh defenseman on their roster anyway. So for him to think he should have been making any more than that, it doesn't make any sense.
0: Yeah, no, I I agree. And I think this is perfect for him because it really is a one-year kind of show-me contract. And that's perfect because next year, if he really is worth more than that, then great. You know, he'll get paid. But if not, this is what he should be making right now. And, you know, I'm rooting for the guy. I, I want him to do well. But, you know, as of right now, his value just isn't much more than that. Moving right along, uh, we've got some Elias Petterson quotes from earlier today. Have you guys heard about this at all? No. Well, he did an interview with a Swedish hockey e- either blog or magazine and uh, had some words that have Canucks fans a little bit concerned about their future with uh, EP40. Basically saying he does want to stay in Vancouver, but also wants to play for a team that's winning and has a chance to go far in the playoffs every year. If we have that chance when my next deal expires, I don't know. I just want to play where there's a chance of winning. So seeming like for now he's okay, but this is sounding like probably a three-year contract or shorter. And when that contract is up, He'll be making his decision as to whether or not he has any intention of staying here based solely on the odds of success of this team.
2: I mean, maybe it's a marketing thing. Maybe he did that on purpose to try and get a long-term deal. But, I mean, with the Canucks cap problems, (laughs) that doesn't look like it's going to happen. So, hopefully, all of Reckman Larson can come in here and take us to a Stanley Cup so we can keep Petey.
0: Yeah, that's the missing piece right there, (laughs) OEL. Come on, baby, bring us to the promised land.
1: I think that he was probably thinking to himself, what the fuck is Jim Benning doing to this team? If you don't figure your shit out, I'm leaving because I think he probably saw what he was doing in the off season and got frustrated. because let's be honest, like this is his team. He's the you know he's the best player on the team. Um, he, it would take a lot, I think, to force him out of Vancouver, but I also think that being a skilled player, probably the best player on the team, He's takes it on his shoulders to be like, hey, don't fuck this up. Make this team good because I don't want to play on a bad team.
2: I think another thing that kind of jumps into, into play there as well is what Hughes is going to do when his contract ends because they're they're really close. So if Hughes is planning on leaving to go play with his brothers in New Jersey, then who's to say Pedersen stays? He's probably going to be like, well, if we're going to lose our best defenseman, we're, we're not going to win, so... Why, why would I want to stay here? Yeah. And I mean, I mean, for me, more than anything, this is really
0: a big shot at Aquilini because I've voiced my opinion on this before. I think Aquilini is far too involved in the hockey operations department, and I really think he needs to let them do their jobs. And I know he just wants a consistent income from this team. His main focus is the dollar signs, but I hope you realize that if Elias Pettersson leaves, the dollar signs are going to go way down, man. You're not going to be making any money. So please, for the love of God, just get this team to a cup while Pedersen is here. Because if you don't get us at least close, he's walking, and I can guarantee
2: you others will follow him. I mean, I don't know what he doesn't understand. Because when you make it to the Stanley Cups, you're only paying the NHL a premium for the first round. Anything after the first round is all profit. So if you make a long run, that's way more money in your pocket, and you can charge way more for games. So you would think you would want to spend the money. Like like rich people say, you got to spend money to make money.
0: Well, you know what? We're going to get into all the contracts, because there were a whole bunch of them signed this last week. But first, we've got to get one thing out of the way.
3: What a goof!
0: <laughs> it is time for Jake's Goof of the Week.
1: So every week, I scour the internet uh, I look at all the sports stories of the week and I try to find a player or a coach or a team or organization that has just made a complete goof of themselves and made a big mistake. And this week, the biggest goof of the week is Toronto Raptors basketball star Goran Drogic.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: this week... Goran Drogic was traded in a sign-and-trade deal with the Toronto Raptors from Miami to Toronto. And in an interview that Goran Drogic did in uh, his native language of, I think it's Czech or something like that, he basically said that he was not happy about going to the Raptors. He said that they were not his uh, preferred destination and that he had much higher ambitions when he was leaving Miami. And it's really funny because, like, he tried to walk it back later, and he said, "Oh, oh like I, I just meant that, you know, my family's in Miami, so that's my preferred destination." And obviously, the guy wanted to go to like LA or uh, Brooklyn or one of the teams that have like a good team, so he could play on a good team. But just made a complete idiot of himself. He's now a player for the Toronto Raptors, and the city like basically hates him. Hell so that yeah. means Tyler, or that means that Marcus loves him. <laughs>
0: I'm a fan. I'm a fan as of like 2 days ago I'm a big fan.
2: <laughs> Marcus's new favorite NBA player, Goran Dragić. That's awesome.
0: <laughs> so so again, so just he he was traded, correct? This was a trade scenario.
1: Yeah, he ended up there in just like a, a typical trade fashion. But he's he's a 35-year-old guard. Like, he's not a young prospect. He's not a particularly good player. It was more just so they could clear out cap space for Kyle Lowry. Right. Okay, I get it.
0: I guess my here, here's my only thing with it, and this is just rooted in deep Toronto hatred in me, okay, is when John Tavares signed as a free agent with the Toronto Maple Leafs, the big defense that – you know, Toronto media and the fans were using was saying, Hey, he's a free agent. He has a right to do whatever he wants. He has no obligation to stay with New York. And there, you know, there's the rumors of him saying that he was going to stay and, and you know, whatever else that he, he kind of, that's where he got the nickname snake, but it does that not work the other way around if, if, okay. So you're a free agent. Great. You get to pick where you go. Does this guy, is he not entitled to have the opinion? I don't want to be in Toronto.
2: If you're being traded, And you don't have a trade clause? You get sent where you get sent.
3: Yeah,
0: you get sent where you get sent, but you don't have to be happy about it.
2: Yeah, but, I mean, you probably shouldn't piss off the fans you're going there there to play for. Yeah, you
1: shouldn't show up and go, well, you know what? Nah, this ain't for me. I don't want to be here. (laughs) I'll
2: try my luck on the bench.
1: Basically. I mean, he's not going to start, is he? I mean, he's got a year left. I think a lot of people think that he's just going to get bought out, especially after these comments. But I don't know. If he plays next year, I wouldn't be surprised if there are Toronto Raptors fans literally booing their own player. Oh, I It wouldn't that. surprise me.
2: I'm going to get a Goran Drogic jersey.
1: <laughs> I'm going to put it up in the studio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're all big Goron Drogic fans <laughs> now. Why? <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great. Of a 30 35 year old Slovenian player who's nearing retirement.
2: <laughs> hey, that's my favorite hockey team, is Slovenia. Yeah, right. All about Anze Kopitar. Actually, no, I just yeah. love their jerseys. Those like neon green with the white. Oh, yeah. They're filthy.
1: I have not seen these. Oh. Team
2: Slovenia have neon green jerseys. Yeah, like they're white with like all neon green, like trim and stuff and with blue. Oh, dude, they're nasty.
1: Okay, to
0: everyone listening, definitely give us a follow on Vancouver Boys Podcast on Instagram. We will be posting a picture of this and maybe even doing a poll on whether or not you guys think they're as nasty as
1: Tyler thinks they are. A hundred (laughs) percent. Yeah, because, well, isn't Luka Doncic also Slovenian? He sure is. Yes, there's a few big Slovenian players. Anze Kopitar. Yeah, that's what I was thinking at first. Anze
2: Kopitar's brother and his other brother.
1: <laughs> right yeah and his dad's the corporate line. the coach. <laughs> the line, yeah. And
2: grandma's the GM,
1: you know. Anyway, there you go. There's the uh the goof of the week. Goran Dragić. Nice. Raptors. Raptors basketball player. <laughs> All right. well That was fun Um <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed that.
0: <laughs> I did. Thank you. Um You're welcome. Moving back to the NHL, we're going to go over a few contracts that were just signed in the past week. Uh, what do you guys think of the Jacob Verana deal? Three years by 5.25
2: mil with Detroit. I, I like it. I, I think he's going to be one of their top-notch players and one of their better players in the league. I think Detroit should have tried to go for a little more term because he's still young. But all in all, I think the price is fair.
1: Yeah, I mean, Tyler would have seen more of Verona than myself just because he's a Capitals fan, so he would have seen him more in, in Washington. But the one thing about it for me is, like, I think Verona had a really good season this year, being that it was a contract year for him. But I guess, you know, ask me this question again in a year, and I'll really be able to tell you what I think, only because three years might be the perfect amount if he turns out to regress next year, you know?
2: Very true.
0: Yeah, this is one of those contracts where it was really a bit of a gamble from Detroit because by signing him to that term, yeah, if he regresses, he regresses. And then, you know, thank God that you didn't pay him for longer. But, you know, if he does blossom and he hits his prime at the same time that most players do, which is in their late 20s, which is right where his contract will let him off, he's going to be worth a hell of a lot more money. So that's a, a big gamble from Detroit to let him go at... 28 years old is when that contract will be up and that again with the trajectory of most nhl players is
1: right in the middle of his prime yeah and he'll be a ufa so he can go wherever he wants
2: yeah and right now like from each year he's from watching him over and over again he's getting better and better as the seasons go and then jumping into a detroit team that really struggled he he looked like one of their few bright spots out there so
0: But at the same time, Detroit's got a pretty good young up-and-coming core, and uh, he does have a chance to be a part of that if he wants, and if they prove themselves to be that good of a team by the time his contract is up. So that could be a bit of motivation for him to stay.
1: And they got star-studded goaltending now that they got uh, Nedeljkovic. Yeah, they stole Nedeljkovic. I think that might be the worst trade of the offseason.
2: I could think of a couple that might be pretty close. I think it's worse than the Keith one for sure.
1: I was thinking uh, I Seth,
2: was thinking more like the Ellis one. The Ellis
1: one wasn't that bad. <laughs> Seth Jones one's definitely worse than the Ellis one. For me it's between the Seth Jones trade and the Nadelkovich trade. What about the Arvidson trade? The Arvidsson trade didn't happen. <laughs> oh
2: boy. <laughs> what stage is denial? Is that stage one? I think it's one or two. Oh, Jesus, man. <laughs> it's, it's a 12-step program. <laughs> 12? Oh, my God. is think it's usually five. <laughs> Not anymore. Yeah.
1: Well, if it's a 12-step and it's taken me a month and I'm still in stage one, ask me again next year and he might be traded.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we'll see where we're at. We'll check back with you in a year. Yeah, sounds um, good. Uh, now for one that Tyler will be a bit more educated on is the Vince Dunn signing uh
1: wait are you are you saying that he wasn't educated on the verana trade even though verana played for one of his favorite teams
0: i guess i didn't quite word that (laughs) right maybe
2: um
1: yeah i don't really know anything i'm just here (laughs) i I just work here do you even watch hockey honestly
2: (laughs) um is that the one where you shoot the
1: threes (laughs) all right well now we're gonna lob
2: one up for tyler
0: here
1: Cause he needs. It. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, give him the easy one. Is that football? <laughs> yeah, um, throw him the Hail Mary.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, Tyler Vince Dunn goes to Seattle. Two years, four million. What do you think of that?
2: I like the contract for both sides. Uh, for Dunn, it's definitely the biggest contract he's had yet. Um, Price wise, I think that's kind of right around right around where he should be. Uh, another one where. If he blossoms, you're going to wish you paid him for longer. But like Jake said before, it's kind of one of those ones where you're paying him a little more now just in case and you're hoping for the best. But uh, I do like the contract for both sides.
1: Yeah, I mean, Seattle is a new franchise and all of the players that they took in that draft are at least one step lower than all the players Vegas took. So I think Vince Dunn is one of the few players that I would say is, almost on par with where vegas was picking at and if they can lock him up for a few years and he grows you know he could be a staple on the blue line for that team and you know for a team that doesn't have a lot of great players that could be a pretty big deal
2: in a couple years you could sign him to a nice healthy six by six and you're good to go (laughs) <laughs> Tyler's patented 6x6 six
3: six. Yeah,
0: man we gotta make <laughs> okay. Tyler at the helm a segment where just every week he tells us one player that he would sign to a 6x6 six six. Edler <laughs> yeah been there done
1: that yeah. uh, next week it's Yakupov
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking Matthias Olin but yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: Yakupov's a very
1: close second. <laughs> right, yeah. That'll be in two weeks' time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, Anyway, Vince Dunn is a player that I really wish that, you know, I wish Jim Benning would have looked at him. Maybe instead of Oliver ekman larsson if there was a way to maybe shed, you know, maybe not all of the cap, but some of it, because, again, most of those bad contracts ended next season. Vince Dunn is a more affordable player with better upside. He's younger. He's still improving. I really wish that Benning would have looked at uh, options at getting Vince done instead of OEL, but that's just me. Maybe
1: Jim Benning should have looked at options at getting me instead of OEL. <laughs> How many back surgeries have you had? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I can't even skate anymore, but still. <laughs> yeah. Sad so look pretty good in
2: the press box. <laughs>
1: I mean, I'll be playing the same amount of hockey as OEL in a year anyway.
3: <laughs>
0: Great. Yeah, we shouldn't have traded for you. We should have drafted you fifth overall right in front of truck. <laughs> That's what we yeah. should have done. You probably would have played more games, honestly. Um, and now this contract actually didn't get signed, but it. but we have to talk about it. Kirill Kaprizov rejects a 7x9 and an 8x9 deal. And if that wasn't bad enough for you Minnesota fans out there. He, suckers.
1: Minnesota fan. <laughs> right,
0: our one Minnesota fan. If that wasn't bad enough, he also has a conditional agreement with the team in the KHL that if he does not have an NHL contract by September 1st, he will be signing in Russia. <laughs> Tyler, take it away.
2: (laughs) Oh, it is so funny because Minnesota's only bright spot might just walk away. Just when they think they're getting something that, oh, you know what? This looks good and flashy. Nah, we got to stick to the neutral zone trap. It's fine. We can let them walk. But I, I think he's asking for way too much money. Well, I was just going to say, this isn't letting him walk. This is throwing ridiculous money at
0: him and him going, yeah, it's really not worth it to be in Minnesota.
1: <laughs> no, this is him saying, yeah, it's really not about the money. It's about fucking Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> like,
2: oh, man, that is a lot of money on a long term. And he's, and he's he still- just finished his, his rookie contract, his rookie deal. How do you? Oh man, they must be paying some good money in Russia.
1: This must be why they bought out Parise and Suter. They're gonna sign him to a fifteen-year, twenty-four million AAV. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we had a LeBron James contract. In <laughs> yeah, Maybe a four mil two or a four-year,
1: two hundred million dollar contract. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's making Clayton Kershaw money now. Yeah, but honestly, like you guys remember last week. Uh, we had one of the questions was, do you guys think uh, Austin Matthews is going to win the Rocket next year? And I said, "And I said, no, it's going to be Kirill Kaprasov. Yes. <laughs> I stand by that statement. <laughs> so <laughs> they, they better sign him.
0: <laughs> As for me, the thing is, like, the, the contracts that he's rejecting, to me, like, he, he's a decent player. He is. But... He's also 24 years old. He's not like a normal rookie. He came into the NHL quite late. Yeah, he outplayed the other rookies who were mostly like 19 years old. But like this contract that he's rejecting, I think this has potential to in, you know, seven or to eight years time when this contract would be up, this has potential to be one of the worst contracts in the NHL. And he's turning it down.
2: Well, <laughs> oh, what was I going to say? I had something. It was good. It was on the tip of my tongue. It's gone. Disappointed.
1: Dang it. <laughs> I, I, I'm disappointed in you too.
0: <laughs> but really though, at, at the end of this contract, that would put him at 32 years old. Minnesota's entirely, sorry, no, it would put him at um 33. They're entirely banking the, the rest of this guy's career off of one season, off of one successful NHL season, which was a shortened one, by the way. There's no telling if he'll be able to keep that pace up or not. So I'm absolutely blown away that he thinks that that offer is not good enough.
2: Well, this is the same kind of situation that Artemi Panarin was in. He came into the league late at an older age. I think he was 23 when he started in the NHL. Mm -hmm. Lit it up. Did not sign a ridiculous contract after a year. He earned his money over the years and then... A few years down the road, gets a giant contract in New York. Like, this kid should be looking at that and being like, okay, I'm being offered my giant contract now. Like, I should probably just take this. But that being said, it is Minnesota. Who wants to live in Minnesota? Who wants to play for Minnesota?
0: Not you.
3: (laughs) Not me.
2: (laughs) I would rather not be in the NHL than play for Minnesota. Jesus, So... Yeah, it's I don't know.
0: I mean, well, that that's the other thing that gets me is what surprised me is I haven't really seen any trade rumors with him either. It's not like he's saying you know just send me to another city or something like that. Like it, it really seems like he's he it almost feels like he doesn't want to be in North America because people keep forgetting that's an option that he can say to them. Hey, you know, trade me to you know wherever the hell he can give them a list of whoever he wants. Say Buffalo. trade me to one. Yeah, I'm sure Buffalo's number one on his list, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> in a very young core cappers <laughs> off for Eichel one for one, but, but really he could go anywhere and it seems like he hasn't even asked. It, it really feels like more than anything, he might just be negotiating with Minnesota almost as a, a negotiation tactic for teams in the KHL to say, Hey, this is what they think I'm worth. You know, match their deal and I'll come home, even though he maybe wants to go home anyway.
1: I just think, yeah, it's about Minnesota. He doesn't want to play in Minnesota. He wants to play in Russia soviet russia
0: another contract we're going to jump into and this one actually did happen is darnell nurse signing with the edmonton oilers eight years at 9.25 million dollars holy crap what a contract tyler
2: <laughs> what are they doing
3: <laughs> that's what i want to
2: know <laughs> mcdavid makes a buttload of money dry makes a buttload of money and now darnell nurse I get it. He's playing 60 minutes a game, but he is not an over $9 million defenseman, especially when you're a team that has no goaltending, one defenseman, and no help for your forwards. Like, you need to spend this money in other places. And, yeah, he had a great year because he plays on the power play with Connor McDavid, but I don't know if it's a $9 million, 9.2 AAV worth, like, I don't know. I have no clue what they're thinking.
1: I mean, if you, like, average the money out for, like, the amount of time he spends on the ice, this is probably the best contract in the NHL. <laughs> <laughs> probably the lowest dollars per minute. Yeah, it's probably, like, 50 cents a minute. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. pretty good.
0: <laughs> in the playoffs, anyway.
1: Yeah, but, no, like, the, I feel like we should probably explain that joke at some point. But, anyway. Um, I this feel like anyone contract... listening
0: to this podcast already knows the joke.
1: Okay. Uh this this contract, yeah, it, it does not make a whole lot of sense. I think last season he got a lot of points because there weren't really a lot of good defensive teams in the north, and so he really racked up his his point totals offensively also playing with McDavid and Drysdale. You're basically alone on the ice anyway cuz the other teams only worried about them. Um and yeah, like going next season, this team's not going to do anything and I don't I don't even think they'll make the playoffs next year to be honest. And, like, the one hole they have, like, I shouldn't say the one hole. There's the biggest hole, yeah, the biggest hole this team has is in net. Their goalie's, like, 40. And they could have drafted a young stud goalie at 20th overall, and instead they went, nope, traded the pick. Like, I I just, I have no idea what this team's even thinking. I, I feel so bad for Edmonton Oilers fans. They're probably at their wits' end. Oh, man. This, is, this has, like, Peter Shirelli levels of, of incompetence written all over it. Th- this amount of money for this long for this player does not make sense.
0: Well, I, I do got to disagree with you on just one thing you said, and that's I think they will make the playoffs next year, but for the same reason that I think the Canucks are going to make it, and that's because the division that they're in is awful. And I, I th- you have to almost be trying not to make the playoffs in this division. So I, I don't think they'll make any noise, but I think they get in. The one other thing I think you guys are both forgetting a little bit as far as him getting overpaid, and I agree he is paid too much, but Seth Jones signing that gigantic contract at the beginning of free agency, it set the bar. It set the bar for high-end defensemen.
2: I think Seth Jones is a better defenseman than all these defensemen, though. You think he's better than Kael McCarr? 100%. I think he's... I think he's more proven. I think he's been on way worse teams and done way better things. Like, don't get me wrong. Kale McCarr is going to be a fantastic defenseman. He is a good defenseman. Almost as good as Hughes. But he's playing on a superstar team full of really good defensemen. So if you put Seth Jones on that team, just like we had that discussion with Carey Price and Vasilevsky, I guarantee you Seth Jones has some unbelievable numbers.
0: Right, but then couldn't you say the same about Darnell Nurse? No. No, you think he's
2: playing with fantastic defensemen that are carrying the load for him? No, I think he's playing with a couple fantastic forwards that are carrying the load for him. Because he's on the ice the whole game, (laughs) he better be getting a lot of points. All he has to do is make a one breakout pass. After that, they got the freaking rocket out there who's just flying up the ice and doing whatever he's got to do to score. So I I know a lot of people criticize Seth Jones, but I, I do think he's a superstar defenseman. And I think he's... He's definitely worth the money.
3: Yeah,
1: I think you commented on something there that, like, not enough people actually wrap their head around. Connor McDavid is good enough that Darnell Nurse can be a terrible defenseman and get paid almost $10 million a year. I wouldn't call Which,
2: Darnell Nurse I'm, a I'm not saying he's defenseman. terrible. I'm not saying that's, he's that's terrible.
0: That's going a little too far. I, I think
1: Darnell okay.
2: Nurse is a good defenseman. I think he's a $6 million defenseman. Fine. I don't don't
1: think the contract's terrible. Yeah, the contract's terrible. He's not terrible. But all I'm trying to say is, is that people don't wrap their heads around the fact that Connor McDavid is good enough to make other players on his team have the space to do more than they're actually able to do when he's not on the ice. And so they look better than they are.
2: Well, look at Zach Cassian. Look at the numbers he was putting up and he was playing on McDavid's line. (laughs)
0: Yeah, well, yeah. Zach Casting's a future Hall of Famer. What's yeah. your point? <laughs> so is
2: Darnell Nurse. <laughs> so is you guys. Else absolutely ridiculous flow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Look who else plays on McDavid's line. They're all going to be yeah. in the Hall of Fame too. One quick thing I wanted to touch on that that we didn't talk about last week is: Have you guys seen how much goalies are getting paid right now? <laughs> Quite a Goalie. bit. Yeah. yeah, like all the goalies in the NHL. Are getting extremely overpriced contracts and one in particular that's really bothering me is jonathan bernier every year this man seems to get overpaid and this year he got from the devils a two-year eight million dollar contract or i think it was 8.5 or something it worked out to be 4.25 a year and for jonathan bernier who's an aging goaltender that has never really had Phenomenal lovers.
1: There is one kind of fun stat that Jonathan Bernier owns and will forever own. He was the only goalie to secure a win for the Detroit Red Wings for like 14 months.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That's right.
2: Is that worth $4 million for the year? (laughs) I think so.
3: (laughs) All right, fair. Well, you know what? There's someone
0: else There's someone else out there who actually thinks uh, goalies are getting quite overpaid. And, and just the irony of who it is, just it kills me, is Robin Leonard. Did you guys see his quotes about um, how people are getting mad at him for being overpaid? And he just threw every other goalie under the bus?
2: No, I didn't see this.
0: So people were getting on him after the flurry trade saying, oh, you know, why would we keep him? We kept the wrong guy. This guy's overpaid and whatever else. And then Leonard responded by saying, "Oh, you think I'm overpaid? What about Markstrom? What about Bobrovsky? Those guys are making more than me, and they're worse."
3: Whoa, whoa, whoa,
2: whoa! whoa. Bobrovsky won a Vesna. Show me your Vesna, <laughs>
3: Leonard.
1: Bobrovsky was me. the reason the Florida Panthers won the Cup this year. Exactly.
2: Show me your Vesna, <laughs> Leonard.
1: So, and this quote, and just, I'm going to read
0: it directly just so there's no misunderstanding and not me saying anything wrong, but this is, this is real. Anyone who said I got overpaid didn't look at my numbers. Tell me how Markstrom got 6 million and I got 5. How about how Bobrovsky got 10? I'm way underpaid. That's the exact quote from Robin Leonard.
2: Um, Okay. Look at Leonard's team in front of him again. (laughs) Leonard doesn't move. (laughs) Like, at all. Leonard's a horrible goaltender. The only reason he stops any pucks is because he's, like, the size of a killer whale.
0: He is two inches taller than UC Soros. That's two inches.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And most people are scared to drive in on him. because If UC Soros was that height, he
1: would be the best goalie in the league.
3: Yeah, shut up, Jake. Uh,
2: (laughs) 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 Oh, I can't stand Leonard. But... Then again, look at Markstrom's season for the Canucks. Look at the shots against. Markstrom probably had the most shots against.
1: Oh, I can promise you, he did. <laughs> wait, wait, Tyler. You said the Canucks. Do you mean the Flames, or do you mean? No, no. Like no I, the-
2: I mean before he signed his contract with the Flames. Oh, okay. That, that season before, unbelievable. Easily worth six million dollars. Maybe not for six years, but easily worth six million dollars. Leonard, not a chance. <clears throat>
0: The one thing I find and, funny and he can
2: fight me on that. I will fight him. You are a
0: brave soul. The thing I find the funniest about it isn't even that you know the comparison with Markstrom because you know what whatever you can pick and split hairs and try to debate who's the better goalie and who's underpaid. But the fact that he bought he brought in Bobrovsky, who's comically one of the worst contracts in the NHL and he used that as a benchmark for himself.
1: He's basically saying, look, it could be worse.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like that, that would be like Louis Erickson actually going to the media and saying, my contract's not bad. What are you talking about? Look at Oliver Ekman Larson. That's way worse than me.
2: Another thing I want to bring up is Markstrom's contract is six years or, or sorry, is $6 million. Mm-hmm. Leonard's is $5 million. That's correct. What state are you in, Leonard? You're in, you're in Vegas. In Nevada. Do you have, do you have taxes there? Your take home is more, so kiss my ass. His take home is more, and he lives
0: in an enjoyable place in the world, and nah, not Calgary, <laughs> freaking Calgary. <laughs> and one more signing we're going to go over just before we throw it to break is Sam Reinhardt signing a three-year by six point five AAV contract with the Florida Panthers. A lot of NHL GMs have had their eye on this guy for a while, so uh, th- this is kind of a, this is a bit of a notable one. What do you guys think on it?
1: I think that this could be a steal of a contract if Reinhardt gets the ability to play on the top lines with the best players. Like I think this could be a really, really good deal, and Florida could probably, probably run the division next year if they, if they, uh, they get good goaltending and solid defense. Like I think this is one of those contracts that kind of puts your team over the hump. I, honestly, like I'm not that high on this contract. I think it's a great contract. He's a great player. When they picked him up, I was a little bit sad because I thought maybe the Preds could go out and get him. I I, I like the contract. Also, if he doesn't pan out, it's only three years, so it doesn't matter. You can you can move him as a uh, as a as a deadline rental if your team starts to tank. I just think this is a uh, a fantastic deal on the part of the Florida Panthers, and also I think it's a good deal for uh, Sam Reinhart too.
2: Stanley Cup. Stanley Cup. Stand behind your team, man. Stand behind your team. I uh yeah, I got a lot of teams, apparently. I'm jumping on the Florida Panthers bandwagon here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're oh, yeah. the old, you're driving the bandwagon, man. Nobody else is on that thing.
2: <laughs> all right. Anyone who wants to jump on my bandwagon, <laughs> come join me. We're we're cheering for Florida now.
0: I'm sure there's lots of Panthers fans listening out there.
2: Oh, they should get Tarasenko.
0: Oh my god. Dude, then I would
2: <laughs> definitely cheer. For them. <laughs> florida florida no i like the contract um i think i think like you said it's a good contract for both if it doesn't pan out it's only three years but i i think reinhardt's a special player and i think like you said he's one of those players that can bring you over the hump and uh they're gonna have a good season especially if he gets to play with barkov and huberto like that's gonna be filthy
0: yeah, I think Florida's poised to make a pretty good run here because think about last year how close they were with Tampa Bay in that incredible first-round
2: series. Without Ekblad.
0: Without Ekblad.
2: And under the salary cap.
0: Right, and th- I was just going to say, <laughs> and that Tampa Bay, has their roster has depleted a bit since last year. It's, they're not the same team anymore.
2: They lost their entire third line, <laughs> which was arguably one of their best playoff lines.
0: And I think they're still over the salary cap, if that's worth noting. They're
1: not because they traded Tyler Johnson for Brent right. Seabrook. Right. <laughs> Great. If trade. they hadn't, if they hadn't traded for Brent Seabrook or the carcass of Brent Seabrook, they would have still been over the salary cap. But no, now they're good. Now they're actually like five mil under. It's kind of funny. So now they don't have
2: a third line or a fourth line.
1: <laughs> so anyway. no, no, no. They got Corey Perry. They got a fourth line. Right. Right there. That's right. Now nah, he's
2: a first line player. Did you see what he was doing in Montreal?
1: Oh yeah. One way pair or another, him up with another, I yeah. don't think
0: it's much of a debate that Tampa isn't the same team they were last year, and Florida's improved. And just seeing how close they already came, it was, it was really sad how early that series was in the playoffs. That could have been a third-round series, looking at how close and how skilled it was. But either way, if Tampa was their big obstacle last year, I don't really see any other teams in that division that have made that big of a jump that they're really going to uh, push for the top. I think this is Florida's division. I agree.
2: But uh, you know who would disagree? Who's that? Pat Maroon, who thinks they're going to three-peat.
0: Well, I mean every every one <laughs> and, you And Pat, on that Mar- team.
2: Pat Maroon's going to four-peat. <laughs> oh boy. That's we're going to have to come
0: up with some new names. Yeah. Pat the, it's no longer
2: going to be a fat trick. It's going to be something else. Yeah. yeah. We'll come up. He's going to get the six. <laughs> pat maroon's gonna win stanley cup every year I as long as he's in the league if, if
0: that guy goes six in a row for the rest of his life that's going to be known as like a patrick six pack or something a six Pack Trick, <laughs> a
1: fatty six Pack. <laughs> so Mar- wait marcus what's your take on the reinhardt contract then
0: i think it's great i think it makes a lot of sense for florida i think it's the right length i think it's the right term I think this is a great move. I'm happy with it.
1: All right, then. All right, then. All right, then.
0: With all the signings out of the way, I think that's going to lead us into break. Stick around for the second half or we get into a whole bunch more stuff
3: right after a word from our fake spot.
0: This episode of the Vancouver Boys podcast is brought to you by Amazon Prime Video, who's making a five-part docu-series on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah, it's real. They're actually doing it. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody, from the break. We have a bunch more things to talk about before we wrap up the episode, so let's get into them. Uh, Starting off with the Olympics, the Winter Olympics, that is, um, John Cooper will lead Canada's men's Olympic team as the head coach. His assistant coaches will be Bruce Cassidy, Peter DeBoer, and Barry Trotz. What's your guys' thoughts on the selections and who got what job?
2: First things first. How easy of a job do you think it's going to be to be the coach of Team Canada, dude? You don't even have to
0: show up, and I, you're getting a gold medal. You I, could stay home.
2: Well, and you have like four capable head coaches behind the bench. So for John Cooper, I mean, two times Stanley Cup back to back, you can't go wrong with that choice. But I, yeah, he's got an easy job.
1: Yeah, it always like kind of puzzled me as to like why they pick four head coaches, because like. You know, head coaches have a very different job than assistant coaches, so it'll be interesting to see those typical head coaches kind of have to act as assistant coaches, drawing up plays, running the timeouts, you know, running an offense, running a defense, running the power play. It'll be interesting to see what they do when they're, like, focused on one aspect of the team rather than just being the overall head coach.
0: I also, I've seen a lot of debate about the actual selections. People saying, oh, you know, I think Trot should have been the head coach or or this person or that person or whoever. But the reason that I think John Cooper is perfect for this job is because John Cooper for the last two years has gotten quite used to coaching a stacked hockey team. And that's what this (laughs) is. You don't need Barry Trotz to find a way to just grit out ways to win games and stuff like that. You, you need the guy that's used to coaching a collection of superstars all at the same time on the same team. I think he's perfect for this job.
2: So does Canada plan on cheating?
0: Yeah, we're going to go over the Olympic salary cap. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, we're going to bring in some Russians. Kucherov's going to be Canadian. <laughs> that's why they brought in John Cooper. They're working on dual citizenship right now for Nikita Kucherov.
0: Well, also, th- this is also a funny thing. Is I've seen a lot of people arguing if Stamkos is even going to be on Team Canada, but this is his head coach who has Stamkos as his captain. Do you think that's going to weigh into the decision making at all?
2: Roberto Luongo the GM, though. I don't know if I don't know if uh, John Cooper really gets a say.
0: Well, that but that's always been up for debate, though. Is you know how how much can a coach sway the decision of a GM? Right? How much will the GM listen? Very true.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't. I think Stamkos has already played on a few Team Canada's. I think he should just give it up, you know. But I think he makes. You a make a good point. Team. He doesn't make my Olympic team.
2: Well, there's much debate
0: about the Olympic team right now because uh, it, since that's happened, it's inspired a lot of people to make some, uh, you know, just some rosters and just some theoretical things that they could throw together, including that of Craig Button. Craig Button has also made Craig uh, Button, yeah, uh, noted um, noted always correct guy Craig Button, who never says anything controversial or that fans disagree with. Uh, he has created a mock roster for Team Canada, and it has turned hockey social media inside out. And honestly, a lot of people just calling for him to be fired from TSN <laughs> <for> his <laughs> predictions. While I probably wouldn't go that far, probably the most notable thing he's done is he's left Matt Barzell off the roster completely. He's not even an extra.
1: Yeah, Matt Barzell! I used to play against Matt Barzell. It's an interesting
2: choice. Did you know? <laughs> that guy kind of sucked back in the day.
1: I wouldn't have left Matt Barzell off the team. I would have put him on that team for sure. I, th- I think he slides
2: into that fourth line easily. Matt Barzell's not a fourth liner, though. He's a Team Canada fourth liner. <laughs>
0: no one on Team Canada's a fourth liner. That's the problem. Pat Maroon!
2: <laughs> Dude, honestly, I was saying the other day to some, uh, some of my other buddies, I was like one, like, one country should just say screw it and bring out a team full of goons. <laughs> like, like just a team full of Ryan Reeves. Oh, Mark Shifley. Oh, well, Canada's already got the Goon Squad going. (laughs)
1: Exactly.
2: Imagine, like, facing off against a team with, like, five Ryan Reeves on the ice at at all times. I wouldn't want to go into any corner. (laughs) You know what? You guys can just keep the
1: puck the whole game. Yeah. Evander Kane can bring out Kaner.
2: (laughs) Well, I mean, (laughs) from the stories, Evander Kane's teammates are asking for him to be kicked off the team.
1: Yeah, off of the San Jose Sharks and on to Team Canada.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The other big thing, and this will kind of maybe keep some Vancouver Canucks fans interested, is a lot of the debate has been that Craig Button has selected Horvat on the roster playing on the fourth line on the left wing. (laughs) This is, again, keep in mind that Barzell is nowhere to be seen on this list. Uh, the extras are Mark Stone, Nick Suzuki, Morgan Riley, Drew Doughty, and Darcy Kemper.
2: If Drew, Drew, Doughty, Doughty? If Drew Doughty makes this team, I will <laughs> stop. P.K. Subban better be
3: on that
0: lineup.
2: <laughs> I will never cheer for Canada okay. again. I'm going Team Slovenia all the way. <laughs>
3: okay. Get me if, a jersey. <laughs> I guess
0: before we debate the extras, we should look who's actually on the starting roster, according to Craig Button. Fair. Um... We have, on left D, on the top pairing, Shea Theodore. And on the right side, we have Petrangelo.
2: Okay, that's fair.
0: Makes sense, right? The second pairing is Chikran and Makar. Makes sense. The third pairing is Nurse and Hamilton.
2: Doesn't make zero sense.
0: Okay, so those those are the defense pairings according to Craig Button.
2: So instead of Nurse and Hamilton... I would well, I would rather have Thomas Shabbat than Darnell Nurse. And I would rather have, say, Morgan Riley in that lineup than Dougie Hamilton. But that one's kind of a flip flip flop for me. I could see Dougie Hamilton and Morgan Riley being there. I don't think Nurse makes the team. I don't think Doughty makes the team.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you on Doughty. I, I I'm I don't know why Doughty's on here. <laughs> I, I'm absolutely shocked that he has him even as an extra. I think there's better options. Or even I remember like, we,
2: What about like Aaron Ekblad?
0: I forgot he was Canadian to be completely honest with you. It, it doesn't sound like a Canadian last name. Sorry,
2: what were you going to say, Jake?
1: I was just going to say a couple weeks ago, we got a question in our inbox and it was to name a sleeper pick for Team Canada. And I remember I was going to go with Barzell and you guys were hazing me. You're like, oh, there's no way he gets left off the team. And so I was like, all right, all right, all right. So I went with uh, Thomas Chabot. So when you were bringing him up I was like yeah I totally agree Thomas Shabbat's a great pick that would be exactly who I would pick to uh, to replace probably probably Nurse
2: Yeah that's kind of what I'm thinking
0: And in some aspects I agree that Riley could go over Hamilton but you also have to remember that this isn't just the best offensive team you can put together that you also have to have guys that can play shutdown defense Aaron Eckblad
1: well there you go <laughs> Also, we want as few Montreal or sorry, we want as few Toronto Maple Leafs on the team as possible. Yeah, we may as well just get rid
2: of Marner and yeah.
0: Well, I was going to say Marner is another point of contention because I, I got into a little bit of a debate with someone yesterday uh, when they were saying that Horvat has no business being in this lineup. I personally think that's incorrect. I think he could make it, but the person that I want on there even less is Mitch Marner. Because think about every important hockey game this guy has ever played in. Now, I'm not saying this is someone who doesn't like the Leafs. I'm a Canadian. I want this team to win the gold. If the gold medal's on the line, I do not want Mitch Marner on the ice. I want him nowhere near the ice.
2: And I pray to God Austin Matthews is on the ice for the other team. Yeah, because you know
0: he's not scoring. That's the thing. In every important game Marner's ever played in, I believe he has one point in his, like, six game sevens that he's been in. And he's taken over 12 minutes worth of penalties in those games.
2: Well, let's just hope we're playing Team Japan in the finals. I don't think that's going to (laughs) happen. All right. Who else? Who who do we have for forwards on this team?
0: Well, here, we'll make this one a little bit fun. So... Obviously, you have McDavid and McKinnon on the first line. Who do you think Craig Button has projected to be with them? Stone. Hopefully, Jonathan Huberto. Well, Jake, I'll remind you that Stone is an extra on this lineup. Oh. Tyler got it. It's Huberto.
1: Who who was uh, the winger with McKinnon?
2: McKinnon's playing the wing.
1: McDavid's playing center. McDavid's the center. Oh, McDavid's center. Okay. 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 My bad.
2: I I do. I like Huberto for that line. Why is that? Huberdeau is so good with the puck and so good at getting the puck to these guys that can score. So I, I think he's just, he would fit so nicely with slowing that game down just a little bit for those two
1: absolute rockets. Okay. It's kind of not fair that team Canada has McKinnon and McDavid, like the two best players in the league, bar none on the same line. Yeah. <laughs>
0: You're right. That is unfair. What's even more unfair is that on their power play, they're going to have probably McDavid and McKinnon plus Sidney Crosby, one of Bergeron or Marchand. And I mean, who do you want to run it? Do you want to have Petrangelo playing the point? Do you want Theodore? Do you want McCarr? Take your pick.
1: Shea Weber.
2: You want to run five forwards like Florida does? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you could. You could.
2: Honestly, you, you know who I'd put out there on defense. That's a forward. O'Reilly. <laughs> The only thing with O'Reilly is he doesn't have that shot from the point. He's not really a slap shot guy. He's not a low shooter. He's an in close. You're right, but when that's your power play unit, the defender isn't
0: shooting ever. All he has to do is I don't know. get all he has to do is get back to make sure that anything gets broken up going the other way, and he's super responsible defensively.
2: That's true, but you do want that player up top to draw attention from your snipers on the edges. So that you can give them those one timer passes.
3: Okay, that's I good. I would think
1: I would think Bergeron then because Bergeron's the best defensive forward in the league. Yeah, that's another
2: one you could use for sure. Well, you have literally two guys that are nominated for the Selkie every year on your team. Yeah, <laughs> like, this team is gonna be ridiculous.
0: Um, the only thing on this roster that there there's just no debate to whatsoever is he got the second line right. Does anyone want to guess who the second line is? Bergeron, Marshawn, Crosby. That is correct, sir. That is the second line. And I, I, I have not seen anyone debate that at all. That That is as it should be.
1: Do you think this is the last uh, international tournament where that line is together?
0: I would say definitely the last Olympics. Because you, you never know with the World Cup of Hockey, right? They can kind of bring it up whenever they want. There could be one in two years, right? Right. They could even be maybe the fourth line for one more season in the Olympics, because you got to think we're now talking four and a half, five years from now. So I think they could still, they might have one Olympics after this left in them. But other than that, it would be mostly, you know, world championship tournaments and uh, world cups. That would be about it. So the third line is Jake's favorite player, Mark Shifley at center. (laughs) Dude. Wait. Um, and flanking him on the wings is O'Reilly and Point.
2: That is that is very interesting for me. Why is that? Because O'Reilly is one of the best faceoff men in the NHL. Like, statistically,
3: mm-hmm.
2: probably one of the best. And I, I don't think I would have him on that line. I, I would have him on the team. Right. But I would probably have him as your fourth-line center, not on the wing.
1: How in the world is mark shifley starting and mark stone is on the bench like what tell me how shifley's just a better all-around player (laughs) no no you know what you make make a good point you make a good point
2: (laughs) he's one of those guys that he's just gonna get right in those gritty zones and when yeah. you need someone to rough somebody up, you're gonna put scheifling. <laughs> yeah, when you need someone
0: to snap someone else's Achilles in yeah. half,
2: a guy a guy who has never said a swear word in his life. <laughs> he's your dirtiest player. Well, you got Marchand. <laughs> you do have Marshan
1: Canada might be the goon squad. Uh
2: and what do
0: you guys think about Braden Point being on the right wing on that line?
1: Honestly, it's kind of surprising he's not on
0: one of the top two lines. Well, but then again, he's he would have to beat out McKinnon and Bergeron for spots.
1: Yeah.
2: But so the, the only reason I don't see him on the t- top two lines is because I think Huberto is a perfect fit with McDavid and McKinnon, and you can't break up the chemistry between Bergeron, Crosby, and Marchand. Even if you were to drop them a line, you just you still can't. You can't break that chemistry up. They're going to stay together for sure. So, you know, the top two lines are
0: pretty much locks. The third line, you could, you know, there's some debates you could have.
2: I might put Stone on that third line, (laughs) not on the bench, but if Shifley's on the ice, I I would put Stone and Point, and I mean whoever that. Those are the first two I would be putting on that line, and you can kind of fill that spot with anybody else.
0: Well, I agree, but the line that has the most controversy is the fourth line. And the reason that is is because this is where you're really picking the guys that are on the ice versus the guys that are going to sit. And Craig Button thinks that the three players that deserve to be on the ice above, like we said, Matt Barzell, Mark Stone, uh, Nick Suzuki, the three guys that he's picked above them are Bo Horvat, Yanni Gord, and Mitch Marner.
2: (laughs) Dude, I love it. You know what? Screw Huberdeau, no. Yanni Gord on the first line.
1: It makes no sense why Yanni Gord's even on the team. It's it's a you little know what odd. we'll we'll see what he does in Seattle. If he can carry Seattle, then sure. But like, it does not make any sense.
2: Actually, I would put I would put Marner with Braden Point and Stone on your third line and see how it goes. I do think Marner has the skill to be on that team. When it comes to clutch, maybe you drop him to the fourth line or maybe you scratch them But for for tournament round-robin games, I would put him on that third line to see how, how that works out. I feel like that could be a very deadly line. And you can put Shifley on the fourth line. You can play the wing for all I care.
0: Okay, and, well, do you guys want to take a crack at who the goalies are?
1: Roberto Luongo.
0: <laughs> yes, he has named himself the starting goaltender. Is he... Is he... <laughs> Is
1: he the captain, too?
0: <laughs> he's the GM. Fuck, he's the coach. He's everything. He is Team Canada. He's going to bring home, like, nine gold medals from all the different positions he's playing on this team. He is Team Canada. Ugh. He is
1: Team Canada.
0: <laughs> there is no team. It is just Roberto Luongo
3: in a Canada jersey. There's
2: no I in team, but there is an I in win. <laughs> and that I is Roberto Luongo. Yeah. Um, Well, I mean, there's also four O's in Roberto. Is that a four shutouts? (laughs) Ah. In all four round robin games for Roberto? That's right.
1: And then bail out in the quarterfinals to like Team Belarus. (laughs) 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 Uh,
2: Well, I mean, okay, you have to have Carey Price on the team. Guys, arguably the best goalie in the NHL.
0: He is the starter.
1: Yes. Who would you have backing him up? I don't think it's going to be a backup starter situation. I think it's going to be a tandem.
2: You think it's going to be the Frenchie? No, it's not going to be Marc-André. I, um, I think I think I think Flurry makes a team. You think it's Flurry? Well, I, I think you have to put Flurry on. I just I don't think you have enough good Canadian goalies coming up. Like what are you going to run? Carter Hart? Cat a hat. Like he just yeah. has, he hasn't proven himself. He had a, yeah. like he didn't have a great year last year. I mean, who else is Canadian? Mike Smith. <laughs> there you go. That's your guy, Darcy Camper, because um, he just won golds at the Canada Games.
1: Yeah, at the World Championships. Devin Levi. <laughs> yeah, no. Dustin Tkarski.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, uh,
0: Craig Button thinks that it's going to be Mark Andre Fleury. Really? Yeah. Yeah, he's got Price and Fleury as the net miners.
2: Who do you? Who does he have as the third goalie?
0: Uh, Darcy
2: Kemper.
1: Maybe it will be Darcy Kemper then.
2: Well, I mean, we'll man, see... I didn't realize
1: that Canada had such weak goaltending.
2: I know, but aside from Flurry, wait, goal... the best goalie in the league
0: and a Vezina winner from
2: last season, and you're saying that weak, they have a weak
0: goaltending? What are you on?
2: Uh. Well, I... I, I I think I think he just means like down the grapevine. Like we have our two goalies that are aging right. out. Okay. But okay. we don't have anybody coming in, you know?
1: But yeah, like there's no, there's no Spencer Knight. There's no Spencer Knight. There's <laughs> no Igor Shisterkin. There's <laughs> no UC Soros, for oh God's God. sake. <laughs> well,
2: we have think, a Mikey DiPietro.
0: Pietro. <laughs> I was just gonna say I think you're forgetting no. about Mike DiPietro. and imagine how good he'd be if he was two inches taller. He's like five foot six. <laughs> You think Thatcher Demko makes Team USA? 100%. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah,
2: Demko's on Team USA for sure. With Hellebuck? Yeah. Hellebuck will probably start, so that'll be an easy dub.
0: But still, Demko, man, I'd say by the next Olympics, it could be Demko. Fair. Well, I'd say it's definitely not going to be
2: Hellebuck. Or Spencer Knight. (laughs) No, it's going to be Demko.
1: Yeah, it's definitely between Spencer Knight and uh, Thatcher Demko. They have a good tandem, though. But that's what I'm saying. Like, Team Canada doesn't have those young star goalies the way that the that, U.S. does, the way that Russia does, the way that Sweden does. Sweden. Like, you know?
2: We literally, it, it literally just comes down to, does Carter Hart become the goalie people hope he's going to be? Because that's, yeah, that's your next hope at a carry price is Carter Hart. Some big shoes to fill. Mm-hmm. Some giant shoes to fill. <laughs> but you got to remember, goalie
0: development is weird.
2: It is. You just need a little Ian Clark in there and you're good to go. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Man, he made Eddie Lack look good.
0: He made a lot of people look
2: good. (laughs) Do you guys see Stamkos or who do you see as the extras kind of filling in? Because he doesn't have, like we were talking about earlier, Matt Barzell on that team.
0: Yeah, I I think Matt Barzell is a lock. I I don't understand. I I don't know if Button just forgot that he existed. Or I, I'm not sure what happened. If when he wikipedia Canadian hockey players, Matt Barzell just was missing <laughs> on the list. Yeah, no, he,
1: he just looked up a Team Canada mock team and then <laughs> just copied pasted And, paste. it. Yeah. <laughs> and well, like, sat
2: back and watched Twitter explode. Or well, like, what about John Tavares?
0: No, Horvat over Tavares. You think so? Yeah, 100%. Horvat and Tavares last year had the same amount of goals. Tavares had more assists, but Tavares was playing with Nylander and Kerfoot, while Horvat played about half the season with Louis Erickson and Tanner Pearson, so yes, I'm going to go ahead and say that Horvat is the better player. All right, fair.
1: Yeah, but I don't know. Horvat's numbers last year were a bit weird, only because like their power play centered around setting him up in the slot, so he got a lot of goals. Whereas like other players could have got those power play goals, but he got them instead. Does that's, that make sense?
0: Yeah, they did have a set play that they kind of had almost three set plays. And usually the bumper pass to Horvat was the second one they would try. So if the pass over to Pedersen in the slot didn't work, they would then try going to Horvat. And if that didn't work, then they would try Besser on the other side. So yeah, he was kind of the, he was kind of plan B on the top power play
2: unit. Do you think like Tyler Sagan could make the team?
0: As yeah.
1: An, as an
2: extra, I could see it. And then for goaltending, another goalie that I forgot that's Canadian, St. Louis Tandy Jordan Bennington. Nope. No. Easy. Nope. Easy <laughs> dubs.
0: Dude, he had one good season hey, and then dipped. That's all. Uh, need. Excuse me, one good half season. Right, yeah, that's right. One good <laughs> February to jo- last
2: to freaking the cup. That's all I got to say.
0: Yeah, well, it was one time and uh, since then, I'd have to say he's looked a bit nervous. Nah. nah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> Moving on from all that garbage. We're going to get into garbage, the, more garbage, um, the worst kind of garbage, your questions.
3: Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, we what at the Vancouver Boys podcast hate your questions.
0: Yeah. Hate them. Please. You know, when we do ask you for your uh, for your questions, we don't actually want you to ask any. We just want you <laughs> yes. to sit there, look at the Instagram story, then fuck off.
1: <laughs> yeah, make like a tree. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs>
3: okay.
1: No, we appreciate our listeners for call, for sending us messages, so that we have content to talk about. So, thank you to everyone who sends in.
0: Buffalo is the next NHL team that's going to be relocated, not Arizona.
2: I like it. I like it a lot because I want Arizona to stay.
0: <laughs> what you you need to tell the listeners your motivation for that because it's not really fair.
2: Okay. We have a house there.
0: <laughs> you just like going there because you can see $10
1: hockey games. Exactly. Okay.
0: We don't want <laughs> hockey to games are it. on
1: sale in Arizona. Yeah. yeah, the
2: Vancouver boys are rich and have a house in Arizona. That's no, right. I'm just kidding. They're
0: yeah, broke. Definitely not a tax write-off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: we fly to Arizona to record each episode.
2: Yeah, hey, once a week. No, we have to go see hockey
0: games, you know. That's right, and we can't afford to see him here, so we fly to Arizona (laughs) to watch games.
2: Part of our business.
0: Yeah, but really, so that's not really... We don't want Arizona to stay there to benefit the NHL. It's to to benefit us. Exactly. Because when there are three people in attendance, those three people are Tyler, Jake, and myself.
1: Also, Buffalo's got a pretty big fan base, so I think they're staying put. And
0: even just Leaf games alone, they sell out every game because of how close they are to Toronto.
1: Leaf games everywhere, so uh, it doesn't matter where they are.
0: But Buffalo more so than other places. We're going to jump into one more question here uh, from Alex Smith. Alex asks, do you think we will have another lockout season with these high price contracts this year and no salary cap movement?
2: I hope not.
0: Thank you, Tyler. See, I'm going to take the opposite angle and say, I hope there's a lockout. Goodness gracious, you know what I want after all this COVID is no hockey. (laughs) Uh. Well, (laughs) I think think... that's a good take there, Tyler. I hope not. (laughs) That's what I'm here for. Yeah, I want Thank you. No, we'll, no more explanation. That's we'll see you guys next
3: answer. week.
2: Yeah. <laughs> see you next I'll week. I'll be here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm logging off until my segment. <laughs> he,
0: he will once again confirm that he likes hockey and, in fact, hope <laughs> that it continues to be played. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, any more thoughts on a potential lockout and if you think one could happen?
2: Nah, that's all I got. <laughs>
1: Okay. I'm just, I'm just happy you,
2: I'm just happy to have hockey
1: <laughs> Well I think lockouts are always About more than just uh, The size of the contracts It's about so many different things And lockouts happen They're inevitable um, They've happened in every sport They will happen again in hockey It's just a matter of time uh, I hope that you know they can figure out CBAs qu- Sooner rather than later And they can sign them for longer rather than shorter So in the near future, I don't see one happening. Um, But the whole Olympic thing could really throw a bit of a curveball into it. Players always want to go to the Olympics and owners never want to go to the Olympics. So I think that would be more of like, not not a reason for a lockout, but more of a concern if you're looking at like the CBA.
0: Okay. And I I think there will be a lockout coming soon, but not yet. And it will be a result of COVID. I think what will happen is, you know how we were all kind of goaded into the advertisements on the helmets by being told, Oh, it'll just be for one year because it'll help make back the revenue that we're losing from ticket sales. And then everyone said, this is not going to be one year. This is never going to go away. Sure enough. At the end of the season, the NHL confirmed it's going to be back for at least this season. And I still think they're right. It's never going to go away. They just say one season. So you're okay with it. Basically. I think they're going to do the same thing with the salary cap. They're going to tell GMs and owners that the cap is going to go up it, then they're going to sit on their asses as long as they can because they don't want it to go up. And uh, eventually the teams will rebel and they will lock out.
1: How long do you think it'll be until that happens? Generously, five, six years. Could be when less. does the next, do we know when the next CBA uh, is up? September 15th,
0: 2022. So give or take 13 months from now.
1: Yeah. So there's a chance next season could be the last season before a lockout. But I, I believe that they'll have no problem signing a new a new CBA.
0: Oh, I think they'll get this next one done for sure. The one after that is where I lose a whole lot of my faith.
1: Yeah. Well, damn, that was kind of a depressing conversation. Yeah, thank
0: you for that, Alex.
1: <laughs> yeah, thanks, man. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like we said earlier, your questions are garbage. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I cannot stress enough that we are kidding. We love answering your questions. Again, if you want to join the conversation... Please follow us on Instagram at Vancouver Boys Podcast. We ask these questions every week and try to get you guys involved in our podcast. And we are always trying to come up with new and creative ways to get you guys involved. Marcus. Yes, Jake?
1: It's time for Tyler's Surprise Headline. Headline.
0: Fuck (laughs) I think that's as close as we're gonna get it without actually being able to see each other. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, it'll make you laugh. It'll make you cry. It might make you use your limbless body to murder your parents. It's Tyler's surprise headline.
2: Hit the button! Hit the button! Sorry, sorry, sorry.
3: sorry. Oh, yeah!
0: (laughs) Okay, this episode's a nightmare. Tyler, get going. (laughs)
2: All right. Man with cat. (laughs) Denied entry by Florida Strip Club And he was later arrested
0: (laughs) I guess it's like going to a bar You can't bring your own drinks When you go to a strip club you can't bring your own pussy (laughs) You have to pay for it inside That's how they make their money (laughs) But my question is why? why Why do you want to bring your cat to a
1: strip club? Wait, is, is that the end of the story headline, or is there more to it? No, that is the end of the story headline. <laughs> okay, so he got arrested for bringing a cat into a strip club.
2: Yes, and the the story does say he was a little intoxicated. No. Hence why he was arrested. <laughs> okay. But, um, yeah, last week he tried to enter a strip club with a kitten, but uh, they were both refused entry. Uh, he... <laughs> he repeatedly called 911 <laughs> to complain about the strip club <laughs> and then he was arrested for misusing the 911 line and on a few other charges oh my god uh. florida what are
1: you doing man oh man florida florida sponsors this show honestly <laughs> 100% Oh, man.
0: I was going to say, like, trying to bring a cat, like, I I get, (laughs) I don't, imagine if it was like a seeing eye dog. Okay, fine. You know, I'm blind, but I want to. Feel some strippers, fine. (laughs) I'm
1: blind, but you know what? Let's go to the strip club. Uh, (laughs) The dog sniffing around, he's like, Oh god, what the hell?
3: (laughs) Stop taking the fuck out of here. (laughs) Stop
2: taking me to the fish market.
3: Dog's like, are we at the fucking docks?
1: (laughs) Oh man. Boy, the dog isn't blind, the person is.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, okay, that's true.
2: Uh, and the the sad part about the story is the man's cat was taken away and is now in the custody of animal control. <laughs> no, what, <it> <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> so no more strip clubs for the kitty cat. <laughs>
0: That's brutal. That poor cat. I'm going to adopt she... that cat and sneak him
1: into the number five orange.
2: Honestly, he's just trying to live his best life. Like, come on.
1: Yeah. They arrested him because the cat was underage. <laughs> yeah. For bringing a minor into a... Smuggling a...
2: <laughs> Well, it did say it was a kitten, so...
0: Exactly.
1: There you go.
2: Oh, God.
0: Jeez. Florida. Man. You, you sponsor this segment. I don't, know what, I
2: don't know what I would do without you, Florida.
1: <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> These episodes would be 10 minutes shorter. Yeah.
3: Oh, God.
1: That's great. That's a great one, Tyler. Way to go, man.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, last thing before we sign off here is um, just to ask you guys to please rate and subscribe to the podcast. It helps us a lot, and it really helps us track our growth. Uh, if you listen every week and you're not subscribed, what are you doing? Just hit that little <laughs> bell and get those notifications when our episode comes out. That way you will be one of the first to be up to date on all the things we think are worth talking about. Once again, you can follow us on Instagram at Vancouver Boys Podcast, on TikTok at Vancouver Boys Podcast, on Twitter at da Vancouver Boys. that is D-A Vancouver Boys. Uh, you can also reach us by email at Vancouverboyshockey at gmail dot com for more serious inquiries. Other than that, that is it for me. Thank you guys so much for watching.
1: They're not watching. You always oh, do this. Fuck. This is a podcast. I don't know why. Marcus, do you know where you are right now? No, I'm, I'm
0: like the cat. I'm dazed and confused.
3: Or maybe like the dog.
1: Somebody call Somebody call animal control on Marcus. Yeah,
2: he's, Marcus is lost. I don't know what's going on. At the fish store. <laughs>
1: Thanks for hanging out with us. Peace. (laughs) Thanks for listening.
0: (laughs) Goodbye. Oh, boys. That was was
1: a good. good one.